There are precepts. We begin with the precepts. This is a, a kind of resolution time when we make that resolution. So, during the retreat, I won't tell you anything that I haven't failed to do myself. <laughs> and so, the precepts is my first failure. <laughs> In fact, I don't think I knew there were such things as precepts till I was about 30. <laughs> There were laws, which you were kind of some government told you the law, which seemed, you know, okay, which you had to do, or you get um, fined or jailed. It didn't really mean very much, like speed limits and things like that. And there were rules, rules of things that happened at schools. And both these were something that was completely laid upon you, abstract, you know, with a sense of there will be punishment if you don't follow these rules or laws. But they're always top-down, you know, and uh, that kind of, you know, top-down. Some authority above you tells you you've got to do it. And you don't know why you've got to do it, but you've got to do it. And unfortunately, that, that, that tone, that tonal quality, you know, tends to be so deeply established that when we come to looking at precepts, that feeling of, you know, thou shalt. As you know, a precept is not that. It's an ethical training. Saying, I'm undertaking to look at this line of what's being suggested and kind of, how does that strike me? Yeah. And when I tune into it, how does that feel? Does it bring forth the good, the true, the beautiful? Let me look at these. Okay taking the life of other living creatures. Yeah, we've all done that. Probably without really even knowing it. Just, you know. <laughs> but uh, when you reflect upon it, you know, to just to have a sense that no creature need fear me. No creature need fear me. No, I will not inflict pain and death on another creature. At least that's my training. I probably might do some and, but that that itself is a to me it's just a beautiful resolution to make. Yeah. Of the things I can do in my life and things I you know would like to be able to do, this is something I can do that brings forth a feeling and a sense of dignity, respect. Good. So yeah, I can I can make a big effort for that. I can try with that, and I can begin to understand where do I where do I move away from that? Irritable, impatient, disrespectful, annoyed, damn monkey, you know, whatever, <laughs> or don't care, you know, it's just a fish, you know. And then, hmm, what was that? What was that like? As callous, dismissive, impatient, insensitive. Is that beautiful? No. Is it necessary? No. <laughs> Maybe it is, but can can that be looked at very clearly? You know, if something's jumping on you to kill you, perhaps it's necessary, but just consider the slaughter 
that our world is soaked in slaughter. And it's not just insects and fish, is it? It's human beings. There's never been such a bloodthirsty creature as a human being. And we don't need to do that. So, in making that, like lighting the candle on that one, taking that which is not given, a sense of uh, non covetousness and uh, you know, not just criminality, but could I just, on a retreat particularly, look, the food's going to come. You know, you've got shelter, you've got, if you need something, let us know. Just that sense of just relaxing into simplicity and going along with what's offered. Yeah. So I've been living like this for 40, 48 years and uh, just on what's offered. And naturally, it can, you know, it can be a lot or not very much, or sometimes go without. Yeah, but the main thing is the training to just accept calmly you know, that process and feel comfortable to the point in which one thinks, actually, I don't really need that much, and. Uh, my saying, my memo is, if it's not offered, it's not needed. That makes it simple. <laughs> Just work on that, what's needed. Yeah, so this is a nice one to give one a sense of um, the beauty of simplicity and contentment. Refraining from sexual activity in retreat. There's no need for sexual activity in retreat. Uh, this also makes it very safe and uh, simple uh, for we're, you know, we're all sexual creatures. Um, just to, to turn the energy off, the interest in that off, it makes it kind of calm and neutral calm and neutral. We recognize that sexuality is a very powerful energy and so obviously it can be used in ways that are non-harming. Colossal amount of it are used in very harmful ways. Again, this is just a raw fact, isn't it? Abuse, rape, violation, uh, coercion, pornography, and so this energy just becomes something that's used with no sense of moderation, respect, reflection. So we also, I can get, you know, I can get through seven days. <laughs> you know, I was 25, it sounded like tw- seven days. <laughs> One day, you know, actually, you can, you know, that is 
25 is quite a big deal. When you're 70, it's not a big deal. You've got nothing to, nothing to put down. There's no energy to deal with. But 25 is quite a big deal. And then you just think, oh, it makes it so kind of simple. And, and the internal calm, when the, the energy channels in the body, instead of being triggered and fired up, are just contained and form a kind of a nice warm uh, web that you can dwell in and a lot of what I'll be encouraging is attunement to body energy as a fundamental basis for not just body but also for mind and uh, happiness refraining from lying or musawada it's actually more fully is understood to be the saying things that are not true, saying things that are abusive, um, saying things that are slanderous, gossiping, and just just sheer babble, <laughs> just dumping <laughs> onto people. Well, actually, we've made that very simple here. <laughs> the silence. And once we've really considered that, Sinus is not a hostile, unfriendly act, but a sense of deep respect. Like, I really want to give you the time and space to just not have to express things, not have to say, hey, have a great day, what are you doing? Uh, nice to see you. Just, just, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, great, great. Mm-hmm. I just... Calm that chatty, chatty mind. Just calm it down. Just quiet down the chatty mind. Uh, and offering people the opportunity to be private. And deal with their own intimacies. And not have to come up with something. So this is quite a, a generous offering because it's not an offering of indifference or I'm not talking to you <laughs> kind of hostility it's an offering of uh, offering you silence so you can listen more deeply yeah. and naturally when we're on retreat we practice that and because the whole atmosphere retreat is witnessed together, you know, if we're respectful and safe and comfort with each other, naturally there's a sense of warmth, warm heartedness that starts to arise by itself. And you know, there'll be plenty of conversations going on, but mostly they'll be in your head. And then you can listen to those. Who's that? Who's that? Here she is again. <laughs> Who's that? Precept um, intoxicants. Well, if you don't keep this one, the rest go. <laughs> Not much chance of keeping any of the others. So that one's getting very simple. Um, refraining from eating at inappropriate times. It's a kind of cute expression. What's inappropriate time? Well, in the uh, monastic system, the inappropriate time is after the midday. 
because they say, well, if you're going out for arms, you know, with your bowl to just go out and see people, you don't want to be pestering all day long. Just give it a few hours and then that's it for the day. <laughs> so you're not kind of walking around people's houses with a bowl <laughs> midnight or something. Who's this guy? <laughs> so just do that. And then after that, if you, whatever you've got, that's enough. If you haven't got anything, next day, try again, you know, get over it. And actually, there's a benefit of it is that when your body gets used to it, the energy of the body, because food both stimulates energy, but takes a lot of energy to, to consume food, the body gets very peaceful. And, you know, after the meal, you get kind of a long, the energy just stays steady instead of a kind of a up and down you get with food. So this is the monastic standard, and I recognize it can take some time to adjust to it. But um, I'm suggesting that, you know, well, you can either have just the um, soup in the evening or tea in the evening, because if you're feeling cold or nourished or you're a bit shaky or something, having a little something is fine. If you want to take on that resolution to just refrain from even soup, just have tea or fruit juice or something, then do that. I, will, I won't be having anything. Uh, so, I'm totally comfortable with it. Um, next precept is um, entertainment, beautification and adornment. Well, you're all beautiful anyway. And entertainment while we're having fun already. Adornments you don't need. So this is again about outward show and quietness. Uh, and uh, again, this is could be because if one's been doing TV, internet stuff, Netflix and stuff, things like that, um, you know, it could be a little bit of a uh, you know shift. But here you have such a beautiful place to absorb yourself into that uh, there's a lot of beauty to absorb in nature and it's a gentler rhythm and a gentler process unless it's not so attention grabbing it allows your attention to be soft and open so entertainment generally grabs and jiggles you around <laughs> yeah. so nature doesn't nature just soft so you get soft receptivity uh, refraining from high luxurious beds this, this doesn't really exactly refer to the bed it's a matter of the state of mind of, of um, staying wakeful and just use, resting just to what's needed for the body to relax so those are the eight precepts